Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. Hour two of the program. We're into it. Wednesday. Boomer along with Ryan Pinder. Game one of the Stanley Cup final is coming up tonight. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow's Thursday. It'll be the start of week two for the Canadian Football League, Montreal, Toronto. And then Friday, we will not have a game two because they need that extra day, right? We've got to get to Saturday for... Uh, then we go to the every other day. That's right. There you go. So here's how you can probably work it out. You got uh, the Stampeders and the Tie Cats. It's a 4.30 start Saturday afternoon. And it'll be well enhanced. Stamps should be up by, you know, 20, 30, you know, by uh, by then. Really? No need. Probably no need to watch the fourth. And you can flip and watch the uh, the ten. Well, the backups will be in. That's right. Whoever they are. Yeah. And uh, it'll be mop-up That's time. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, Dave Dickinson, head coach of the Stampeders, joins us. That's probably how this shakes down, right? You guys know best. Yep. So <laughs> I would. Uh, See? I just go with that. So, yeah. do you take your headset off and hand it to other coaches in that sort of when you're up by 20? Like, do you just do you go to the showers early too? Like yeah. the starters? Like, what happens? <laughs> Hasn't happened much, so I don't even remember. Uh, everything's been close these days. So, there are some nice when you when you do have those games. Sometimes, obviously, yeah, the stress levels can go down a bit, but uh, it doesn't happen very often in the CFL. They're they're very 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 close games. He just flips a switch, and then Leonard Skinner starts playing in his oh, headset. Oh, that's what the clicker is on the yeah. hip. Yeah. So when he's talking, he's actually, like, singing. Sweet home, That's what it no, is. No, no, that's, that's Flutie, guys. Flutie's the Skinner fan. He, is that right? He'd be playing drums to that right now, probably, but uh, not not for me. Sorry. I like the Kid Rock version better. All right. There okay. you go. Well, I, I was thinking back to last year. You had kind of a rough start in terms of wins and losses, and you were in games where you had a chance to win – but you didn't get it done, and this you know, this time around, you were you were down by ten in this game. You're playing well, but some there were some mistakes and some penalties. But you found a way to get the victory on home field, and and that's big, right? You you worry about repairing things and working on things and looking at tape afterwards. Getting the victory first and foremost. What were your impressions, and what do you have to say to the team after the win, going back to last week? I think you're right on again, man. You're you're tight this morning. No, it was um, it wasn't a great played game on our part. The guys were were into it though, and we're working hard. But a lot of times, energy and that just isn't enough. And, and the details were a little off. We took more penalties than them. Uh, you know, we did win the turnover battle. That's always nice. And then uh, I felt like our guys had faith, though. I did. I felt like they thought we were going to win the game, and uh, we'll we'll take our chances putting it on the foot of Renee Paradis. So. Uh, it wasn't a well-played game. It wasn't. A, it was a good football game. I think both teams made plays, had some great skill, showed off some of their talent. Uh, but you have to win those ones at home for sure, and we we needed that one. Watching the game, and I, you know, taking notes and and kind of jotting things along as as the game goes. And I, I remember I put down defense question mark because it just felt like you guys were trading points back and forth and back and forth. But at the same time, well, there was a turnover, and you were getting to the quarterback, and and. Aside from what three big plays, there was the Lewis, the Eugene Lewis catch for fifty-five. You've got the Antwi run for seventy. Outside of that, you guys, and certainly as we get into the fourth quarter, you gave up nothing. Once they got to twenty-four, that was pretty much it. 
you guys did find a way to lock it down, and the defense did, for the most part, come through for you, aside from a, a couple instances. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought uh, we made some shoe, shoestring tackles on some guys that were just about ready to get first downs or get big plays. I think that was big. I think, uh, honestly, yeah, the, the big run hurt us, and obviously they, we took the cheese on the double move. We were solid. We were in their backfield. Their quarterback is slippery, though. He's uh, he's he's tough early in the year. He hasn't been beat up, and uh, he just seems to against us find ways to get out of jams and find players that are open. But we 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 kept battling. Uh, like I said, I don't think it was a clean game defensively either. Uh, I did think we had decent pressure on him, though. We did have a good mix of coverages, and we were able to at least uh, play more man than in the past, which I think is good because you don't lose your guys in scramble drills in man. It's in zones where the quarterback takes so much time back there and runs around, and all of a sudden you can't find a guy and he's wide open. Those are the ones that give you trouble. So uh, I was glad we were able to do that. I like that. Took the cheese. That's that's a tough one to watch in uh, film study afterwards, right? It's uh, sometimes you just get beat, and that that was one of those ones. Lewis, he was he he was gone. Yeah, and I mean it's 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 easy early in the year. You want to make plays as a DB, and you should. I've never seen a good DB not take chances. I've never not not one. Every single good DB is going to take chances, but he just has to know when to take them and what coverages he should take them in, and does he have any help over the top and. That one we were in what's called like a quarters coverage, so he's basically the high quarter to his side of the field, and uh, there's no one behind him. So when he did, when Mox decided to jump that, it, it certainly was a good fake by Vernon. But um, they got some talent over there. You know, Montreal's going to win a lot of games. I think that was for us a good win uh, against a great opponent. What did you think of Thurman uh, getting in at uh, middle linebacker spot? His kind of debut, if you will. I mean, I think he's uh, going to be, you know. Production-wise, the guy I need, uh, leadership, he's got everything that I'm looking for. I mean, we've had some great middle linebackers through the years. Um, you know, I can go all the way back to A.J., way back in my day. But, uh, you know, Simp, in my opinion, was, was one of our best. And then, obviously, Alex came in had great production. And I think Thurm can fit the mold. I really do. I think he he has leadership. He has skill. He has uh, he, he predicts things, as you saw in his interception. Yeah, he's a playmaker, so good to see him out there. And that's why I asked, because I can only take my read from what I, you know, what I see on the screen or what you see at games. But he does seem to have that kind of element. There's the element of respect that quarterbacks have to be very wary of him. I thought he was very, very sneaky on that pick that he made. He does seem to have, I guess if it's intangibles, if you can see intangibles, but it just felt like he's going to be just fine. Then we didn't have any doubts, to be honest with you. We had more doubts about who's going to play next to him and with the trade. You know, because you know Thurm. I've seen Thurm play, and I've seen him obviously do what he he does in practice. And he works every day. I mean, he's a worker. He doesn't miss practice. He just is out there working. And uh, so we were, you know, not concerned at all on that. And I think we got good backups on the inside as well. So Cam Judge uh, was a newer newer entity for us. Uh, he really just he runs the ball. He's very versatile, and um, you know he's gassed by the end of the game. I thought that uh, one thing when you play Montreal with a running quarterback, mm-hmm. you know you can tell your guys get a little tired, but still thought he played well as well. Was that when uh, when Stanback leaves with the leg injury? Does that affect you guys at all? Because obviously he's top rusher in the league from a year ago. He's a key part of I guess your game plan defensively. Does that do you change anything, or do you you know does that suddenly there's more attention paid to to the slot backs or the receivers as opposed to the running back spot well i mean he's a great player and obviously uh hope he's hope he's doing better um we know he's 
you know, probably I think some people were calling for him as a preseason MLP. I mean, you when you have a guy like that get hurt, you know it's obviously going to hurt their team. Uh, their backup, Jeshron Antwies, Calgary kid, it's strong. and, and uh, But he's a backup for a reason. He's a backup because Stanback is one of the best in our league. And Jeshron probably just hasn't had those opportunities, but – if ultimately, yeah, he had to. He'll have to come into his own. But um, listen, it it was unfortunate. I don't think anyone um, said, "Oh, we got this now." I think we know they got a good scheme and they got good players. But certainly, was a big blow to to their offense losing such a great player. Your running back had a good start. Kadeem Carey. Of all the you talk about guys that are gassed at the end of the game, I'm guessing he would have been. You get. 90 combined uh, in, in production from him in terms of yards, a pair of scores. He was running hard again. Uh, you, you like that. He's not going to ease his way in. He seems ready. I thought so. I thought we had pretty good balance when we went to Diedrich, too. I think we've got a good one-two punch on that at the running back position. Um, so I do believe that that's always good. as a If, if you can kind of uh, give those guys your workhorses, uh, time to keep fresh, and, and the other guy, there's not as much drop-off. I think that's big time. I think that's where you end up being uh, best as a team. But, um, you know, Kadeem, when he has his family here, he has mom and he has kids and his wife, and, uh, like, he had that in the West Semi. It seems to be some of his best games. So maybe uh, i got to make sure to put that in the travel budget, make sure that we get the, get the family and his, and his mom up here every game because he was solid. He, he ran well. He caught well protected well um you know did everything we were asking for him especially in the first game the mom cooking maybe oh yeah get mom in the kitchen mm. hey nobody nothing better than mama's cooking it's a stereotype right there uh, maybe maybe kadeem's the cook maybe we don't we don't know that we yeah. don't know that All right i should uh maybe it's his dad that cooks but Dean, how yeah. dare you? i mean with you as far as uh yeah good good home cooking stuff to beat uh, there's uh, some reports this morning. You've inked uh, 2021 interception leader Trumaine Washington. Do you have any comment on that? Is that official? What can you tell us? It is official. Yep. Um, you know, right now we got to just get him in here, working with our guys, see what we can do. Uh, we've got five or six DBs that are um, not just you know got nicks. They've got injuries. So. Uh, unfortunately for us, uh, that position group has really been hit hard early, and a couple of them didn't even haven't even taken a snap. So um, that's just unfortunate that they, they when they got here and then uh, they were already hurt, um, haven't even got into a base. Some haven't even didn't even get into practice. So it's just a group that we we knew we had good players, but has now been hit hard. And he played well against us last year. He's not a big guy, but he's feisty. He's got good ball skills. It looks to me he plays aggressive. I got to get to know him know before I can really judge how he fits into our system. So how does that shake down? Of course, he played with what Ottawa going back to last year. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised Ottawa let him go, but you know, you never know. You don't really know. You see, it's just because someone is an interception leader doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, who knows? You know, maybe they're getting thrown at all day. Um, so it's really not always. You know, you just don't know why they're in this, but you know he has ball skills and you know that he's he's a playmaker. Um, but but Ottawa let him go, and that's uh, that was fine, uh, in my opinion. Obviously, that uh, we always keep our eyes out, looking for things, and seeing if uh, if a player can fit uh, what we do. And um, uh, so, when we had issues, we've been looking throughout the league, and and his his name came up, and we 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 decided to take a look at him. So I think he's got a real shot. Uh, uh, excited to see what he can do on the field. 
On your on your the offensive side, the headlines are going to go to Kamar Jordan and Reggie Bagleton. Those are the big names, and we'll draw attention from other teams and other teams media and all of that. What did you make? Richie Sandani gets over the uh, the hundred hundred yard mark for receiving yards. Malik Henry had a couple plays that came back and still put uh, one into the end zone. Thoughts on Henry and Sandani in game one? Yeah, well, what I felt they tried to do is really clog up the middle of the field. I think they. They knew we were, you know, those are probably our big name guys in the inside slots. So they they were just, even in their zones, they were really putting a lot of their guys kind of clogging up the inside of the field. So that means we had to go outside. And, um, you know, I do believe our quarterback arm strength, that's fine. We've got that. And both the guys threw the ball to the outside receivers. And uh, we spread it around. Richie, though, um, you know, I was happy for him. He's He's worked hard. He's been here a long time, um, you know, but he probably hasn't gotten that many throws his way in a long time. He made all the big catches, uh, was able to get some big yards after the catch. He's not like, I'm not going to tell you he's going to go to the house after he catches it, but he got that extra three, four, five yards after catching it big first downs. And I really do believe he was player of the game. I know Kadeem had a couple of touchdowns, but Richie stepping his game up like that was big. So uh, happy for him. Bailed out his quarterback for sure on that one. Uh, that's that ball you probably don't throw, right? That uh, Well, I mean, in. Jake, I think when he got his legs hit out, I think he lost it upfield. And so one, one of the things you coach his quarterbacks, you say it's, it's our ball or nobody. So if you miss, you miss back downhill high and away. You don't miss upfield where you get in trouble. But, uh, you know, when he got kind of pulled down and he threw it, it did it definitely veer it upfield and all of us were holding our breath. But, you know, Rich had confidence. He's big, tall. Uh, confidence in his hands went and got it. That was a huge play for us. Well, you mentioned both guys making strong throws. Have to go there. Bo Levi Mitchell, uh, let, let's start with prior to leaving the game. What did you make of him? There were a few missed receivers, missing guys uh, over the top, but it looked the arm strength, it, he, looked, he looked good in that respect. Zipping the ball, maybe more zip than we've seen in a while. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think you got to remember too we've you know we feel like uh we've got everything he's been in here a long time but it's still game one i don't expect anyone to just come out here and just uh have everything uh, look smooth um you know we we weren't necessarily playing a team that we had a lot of information on but i thought started off strong second quarter definitely had a little blip um then uh, you know challenged him to pick it up in the third quarter and and we got to get points and thought uh, he was playing well and uh, getting it back, getting us back to where we needed to. Didn't get the touchdowns we wanted, but we were back in the game and then uh, then was unfortunately got his, his foot hurt. Um, does seem like he's moving around a little bit better now, so hopeful that he'll be available for us this week. Was a full participant yesterday, and I want to ask about that practice from yesterday, but uh, we a full participant, but, uh, you know, I, I could have been a full participant too if I don't move around too much. Uh, mm. <laughs> You got an, you got the extra day. You go to Saturday. Last week it was a Thursday. What's your confidence level? I guess on his availability. You, you kind of said. Well, he, I think today is going to say more. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, no, you're right. It's uh, as a quarterback. I mean, you you got to have feel like you can move around, and that was the reason that I made the switch. And obviously, I was uh, it worked, so I felt like it was the right move. And Bo even acknowledged that. If you can't push and move in the pocket, there's too much coming at you. And, and, and you know, Bo was moving around well. He he did that last year in the first game. He was moving around well. Unfortunately, yeah, he had his leg injury. So I've got another guy that I know can play, and so I'm not going to force feed it. If uh, if he's not able to move around and do what he needs to to extend plays, i got to go to the other guy, and he knows that, and so does Jake. So 
Um, we'll see. It's going to be important. I think Hamilton has traditionally had one of the best defensive lines in our league. Their inside interior is, is as good as anybody. They, you know, they have good ends, even though you may not know their names as much. And they also are a blitzing team. So whoever plays quarterback is going to get hit this game and has to move around. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens down the road. Well, and we heard uh, Bowen, I think, with the, the afternoon guys a couple of days ago, and he had noted that, that, that one of the tougher decisions he had to make was telling you that he thought you should go to the other guy for that important drive. I mean, that, that that's swallowing your pride. It's also team first, and it's probably something a younger quarterback maybe doesn't uh, have the experience to make that call. Can you walk us through that? And did you have that point in your career at some point? Uh, I might have a little different version on that. I asked him if I thought he could move. He thought he could. He said, I think I can push off. I'm not sure I can uh, get any sort of scramble. And I said, well, you know, let's let's go with the other guy. Now, listen, you, he could say, no, I want to go, but I'm the head coach. I get to make that call. But I think he understood the reasoning. And uh, like he said, uh, you know, you can be stubborn and lie, and, and you can say, I mean, I'm good, I'm good. And if you're not, I mean, I don't think in game one, I, I mean, I don't personally feel that's worth it anyway. I think uh, the Grey Cup, you probably, you're not coming out of that game regardless. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, you're right, maturity and also just understand the relationship we have that, hey, we got to be up front with each other. Let me make that call and and um, and just tell me how you're feeling and can you work, and then I'll do my best to make a good decision. And he's, you know, he's, He's a prideful man. He he certainly wanted to stay in there, but uh, ultimately it was, it was, I guess, uh, deemed to be the right decision because it worked. That's, that's the crazy part on all these play calls, all these decisions. You never know if it's right until after the game because, to me, you you have a reason for it, but really it's the right decision only if it works. So, And it's not so much specifically about Bo on this one. When when you're facing a team like Hamilton, and you talked about it, Dylan Wynn, Ted Laurent, Micah Johnson, you're not familiar, with, obviously, with him. Because they are regarded as maybe the best in the league defensively, does that affect your call at quarterback, knowing that he might be on the limp or less than 100% and isn't, let's be honest, isn't the most mobile guy in the first place? Does that affect your quarter your quarterbacking decision at all, or is it just strictly on your guy's health? Um, I think most teams have pretty good pass rushes here. You know, as you saw there, uh, a lot of teams are getting in the backfield. I think – you got to make sure you're comfortable that you can extend plays. I, I don't think you can be just a stationary guy. I think that's a recipe for disaster. So uh, it's not necessarily ne- which team we're playing. If you're a stationary target, I don't think uh, ultimately you you're going to make it in our league. So that would be more than I, that would make my decision for me rather than which team we're playing. Hamilton losing on the uh, going back to week one against Saskatchewan. If only there was somebody in Saskatchewan you could talk mm-hmm. to and kind of get a. <laughs> Pre-scout? Yeah, just kind of get a low down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they were just looking. Uh, Fajardo got some yards. He actually led them in run- 34 yards uh, from running backs. They did a good job in terms of that. But they do lose. Dane Evans, a couple picks, one touchdown. Is this going to be a low-scoring affair, Dave? Don't know. I don't know. I will. I do want to throw out a few props. So I know that Hamilton's head coach, Orlando Steinauer, is going in the Hall of Fame. So I want to congratulate him. And then we've got like seven guys with Calgary ties going in this week in the Hall of Fame, including Huff. So uh, Henry's in it, Nick, uh, Will Johnson, uh, Big Chill, lots of guys. Obviously, those are the players. And then we have other guys in there. Uh, Greg Vavra for the uh, getting it in there for through the college side of it. I just it's going to be a cool game to be a part of. I'm excited that we're there. I'm happy that both Orlando and Huff uh, that are still in our league are able to 
take part in the ceremony and still play our game. So it uh, should be fun. I, I do think, obviously, we need a better performance than last year in Hamilton. We're not looking back, but we understood we, we probably laid an egg, our biggest egg of the year last year. We know how you know fired up they're going to be, obviously, for their coach as well. So we got to show up with a mindset that we've got to take care of business, play tough, and then hopefully win it in the end. And, of course, you being a Hall of Famer yourself in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, it must be very proud. Is there a, do you have to do you hand out pins or jackets or anything? Secret handshake? How what does is that this? work? Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. But, uh, you know, when I got in, I say what you want. I I felt like I didn't quite take advantage of it. I mean, uh, I was I was running the offense here, and I – you know, I just maybe I thought I was more important than I am. I didn't want to let the guys, you know, I wanted to be part of the team. I didn't want to worry about the that side of it. And I do feel like I probably missed out on kind of bonding with my class a little bit. I had some good guys. I knew Eddie Davis pretty well, but some of the other guys didn't know as well. And so I told Orlando in the office, I said, make sure you, you know, life life will go on without you. Take time to enjoy it because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And Certainly hope he uh, enjoys the weekend, and uh, we'll just try to play the spoiler, though. Can you talk a little bit about Huff? I mean, he's not a guy, even if he talks in the media, he's very, you know, matter-of-fact and to the point and doesn't give you know, give up a whole lot. I don't think he's um, – I, I just what, – what's this as, – as a quarterback, as a coach, as a president, as a general manager, he's done it all and has been great at all of the above a slam dunk hall of famer, but working with John now player and as, as one of his assistants and now kind of almost, you know, right alongside him. What can you tell us about John Huffnagel? Well, I mean, he's kind of, uh, you know, he, I believe he was one of the ones that got me here. I mean, Wally did the trade, but I, from what I heard, Huff was like, yeah, let's, let's get that guy from Toronto. And so I've kind of been connected with him, helped us out in BC as a guest coach and, you know just how weird how the how the world worked getting back here but uh, no you're right i i don't really know much as a player but i know he was a pretty good athlete i know he could run uh, we gave him hell i think he had more interceptions and touchdowns uh but ronnie lancaster had quite a few of those as well so um you know he's he's in he takes care of business type of guy i mean he's funny too if you ever have a chance to hang around him he's got a sense of humor on the golf course he's he enjoys being in the sand. He's like a little kid. He likes to stay in the sand when he gets in there. Um, but it's been, you know, a good working relationship. But more than that, I mean, we feel a good respect. The whole organization knows with having Huff here that uh, we got one of the best. So I'm excited that he gets acknowledged finally because sometimes I guess when you're you're good at everything, but maybe the people didn't consider him great at any one thing yet. He didn't coach that many years because he moved aside to let me uh come in which was a very unselfish move a move that most people wouldn't make so um you know i'm i'm excited that we're there i wish i know all our coaches and all of our people could be there for for a ceremony it's not a super big ceremony but i'm excited he's got his family coming and should be a great weekend for him and just other guys obviously burris was you know you're kind of passing the torch in a way henry comes in and was here for a long time and had great success you mentioned the big chill freddie childress there's it is really kind of an amazing you got nick lewis as well as you said i guess just thoughts on any of those any of the above there either uh coming yep. play, playing with you or coming just shortly after uh, your career well started off with will johnson i only had him one year but i knew he was a good player um and he's been a good part of our community and then uh, with Henry to be straight up, played with him, coached him, uh, became rivals uh, because he went to other teams. 
Um, we're basically the same age. He just had a lot more longevity than me and a uh, great career. So I'm excited for Henry. And obviously I think that was a slam dunk. Same with Nick. Nick, Nick is just a football guy, amazing man. And, uh, the guy that I think Calgary is always going to claim and, um, you know, amazing career. Big Chill, uh, I played with Chill quite a bit. In fact, Chill played with Thomas Ray, and we got his son TJ with us. He was probably one of the best, if not the best, I played with. Rob Murphy would have been another guy. I mean, these guys were dominating, massive men that moved people and very athletic. Chill could hit the three now. Chill could play basketball. and <laughs> So those guys, to me, are all, you know, friends first, but um, just excited that I'm going to be able to see them. And, uh, you know, I think finally, one guy, I said this before, but one guy I wish would get in out of that 90s team is Daryl Hall. I think Daryl Hall is super underrated, kind of like Thurman in a sense. He's quiet, but he made all the plays. Yes, AJ was a great linebacker. Daryl Hall was amazing. So other good players, I'm sure, on that team, but I would love to see Daryl at some point get the recognition he deserves. Now, I said I was going to indoor practice. I thought football players were, I thought you guys were tough. No matter the weather, you get the down in the dirt. No matter and right, what, yeah. you go, the frozen in. tundra. What? Of all the weather we've had in Calgary, yes, yesterday you went inside. Tell us about it. Well, I've never been in this dome over in the northwest over here. Um, I was in it when it used to have four fields for soccer for my kids. And uh, it was a nasty day. And, uh, yeah. you know, I thought, you know what, let's try this new dome out. And uh, it was a winner. Uh, we got we had a good practice. Um, kicking's a trouble, but that's about it. Everything else you can do well. Film's not quite as good. But, um, you know, we're, we're supposed to be getting another dome in here, I think, uh, late October. I think it's overdue uh, for the city. But... Maybe I'm getting a little soft, but I guarantee you we got a bit more work done and the guys had more energy. And I also believe that uh, less injuries when you get out on a field with rain. And um, the wind is one thing. Um, rain is another. Uh, I, I think that was the right call, and hopefully it'll pay off for us this week. Good luck, man. Safe travels, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again, guys. All the best. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, yep. appreciate you. Hamilton, Calgary, Saturday. It's a 4.30 start. The uh, Cats coming off a loss, Stamps coming off a win. It's amazing. I guess two things. You look at the Hall of Fame, because they're putting in two. There's the 2020 and the 2021 okay, they gotta catch classes up that yeah. are going in, laden with Stampeders. And then you start looking around the league, laden with Stampeders. Looking at the... Looking at the Thai Cats, uh, so, oh, there's there's a former. Oh yeah, there's Michael there's Johnson. Two, yeah, he, oh, there's uh, Jackson. Oh yeah, he was the running back here for a while. It's amazing the the amount of players that come through Calgary and either stay or move on to other teams and become big players there. And look look at the Hall of Fame class. There's Henry Burris, John Huffnagel, Nick Lewis, man, Freddie Childress. Will Johnson, big man. I say big man. You watch your mouth. Around Will Johnson. He'll punch you right in it if you're like, take a break. Shift gears. Game one. Stanley Cup final goes tonight. Got to get our picks. I have it written down here. P-I-X. I got to get uh, picks. Some, some picks in. And then uh, in hour number two, Greg Wyshynski will join Ooh. us. He of ESPN. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Guests of the show, like Dave Dickinson, join us in the hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. It's a lot of times, Dean. It's 13. You know how many times they've won it? Teenager times. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza with the rewards program only. 
at Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive. That's in the Northeast. How are we doing, everybody? Hmm. Always good catching up with David. You're not shy about uh, eating up half of an hour of his life, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just fine. It's good. I mean. I never get the impression that he's scrambling to get out. I kind of take my uh, coaches, football, it's very regimented. Time is money. Chop, chop. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You can't be if you're if you're five minutes early, you're Ten five minutes, minutes late, late or yep. whatever the hell they say. So, eh, you know, I think we're worth it, aren't we? And who's gonna no. tell? Who's gonna tell the coach? Hey, coach, we've been sitting here waiting. I think that's more it. Not that we're worth it, but it's like I think Dave's. Uh, this is his program. Whereas maybe year one, it's he's like, uh, yeah, maybe hey, whatever. Yeah. Well established in his uh, second career here in football. You have it your way. I'll have it mine. Yeah, I that's suppose. fine. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Six o'clock start for the Avalanche and the Lightning tonight. And you brought it up yesterday, and somehow we didn't get it to air, given that it was, given that it was an, a, a fact that I think is going to be very impactful on whoever wins this series, is that this is the first time we have two teams where their names don't end in the letter S. Now the Avs and Bolts certainly do end. Certainly in do, S, but, but the let's full not, team names: yeah. Lightning, G. That's a G. G. Avalanche. Eh. That's an H. No. Close. What? Very close. So not an S. How do we we'll agree to disagree? How does that factor in? I know there's home ice and Well, there's no clear cut advantage. They neither of them have S's. If we had an S against a non S, we'd know. I will say this the last two Stanley Cups, the team without the S, victorious. I'm willing to bet that this will be the third straight year that a team without an S on its name will win. We'll have to agree to agree on that one. All right. Yeah, yeah. You know there's been too much time off. When? From the conference finals to the Stanley Cup finals. When we're into the, hey, did you know, there's never been a cup final with two teams without an S in the end. Yeah, when I'm previewing it and you're telling me Bruce Zimmerman starting in one of the nets, I think we, we're, we're at where we need to be. <laughs> We're ready for the game to start. Poor Dumas taking it right in the old chicklets today, hey? What are you talking about, Dumas? No, well, you know. They're there, you know, they're driving, you know, baseball, baseball. I, I just, you know, forgot game one was tonight. Dumas puts together the rundown, the show rundown, on the show rundown today. He had the Blue Jay game on tonight. It's not a Dumas thing. This is part of being a producer. You wake up very early and you have a template and you update the template and then every once in a while you forget to update something. I update, I. You know, I, I started putting in the the like the the matchups, pitching matchups for you guys. I went into this morning, like, yeah, Bruce Zimmerman, yeah, Jose Barrios, let's yeah, go, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, five point five two ERA, Woo! Bruce, no. Bruce, Bruce. No, no, we got some hacky. Game one should be a good one. I'm excited about the series. I think it could be great. I do too. I mean, just I give us. Want to be careful here, right? Because we all basically for. Almost a year, maybe longer. We're like, Battle of Florida, do it again. It'll be even better. They met in round one, two postseasons, or like last, yeah. the prior season. It was great. It was physical. They were scrapping in the preseason. The season series was highly, hotly contested. High penalty minutes, high octane. And then it was a sweep, whimper, done. 
We didn't get to see Sam Bennett do something stupid with a penalty. We didn't get to see him score three goals. Huberto didn't go off. Like, it was just over. So, I, like, we don't know how these things are going to go, but if both of these teams are as good as they've shown they can be over the last two, three years, we should have an epic series. I was going to say, you you would put money down that this there's no there's no sweep. Yeah, and you would have done the same but for, you for done Florida the Tampa. Same thing for the Panthers and Lightning. We say it every year, and it's it's hard to accept because it feels like it's taking credibility away from it, and it's not. It's a wild tournament. Crazy things happen every single playoff. The Habs were a post away from being gentlemen swept away, right? Mm-hmm. Five games see ya, and they're all the way to the final. The Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe the best regular season team we've seen in the last two decades, swept by a wild card. This tournament is crazy. But yes, please be a great series. Do you guys maybe maybe Plug next door? You're young, right? Yeah. Uh Vander Vanden Plug, Vander Plague. GVP. Um what is uh what is the the Stanley Cup AR? What is augmented reality? What? Because the NHL has launched its digital replica and augmented reality experience of the Stanley Cup. They did. You can go available via QR code and at NHL.com slash Stanley Cup AR is a digital replica of the Stanley Cup. The mobile, tablet, and desktop experience gives fans the opportunity to explore the trophy in detail. As part of the experience, fans can also place the Stanley Cup in their environment by clicking the blue cube to launch augmented reality and get up close to the trophy. Okay. It's pretty neat. It's available as a filter on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It gives fans the only opportunity to hoist the greatest trophy in sports above their heads. It is the greatest trophy in sport. Well, I just landed on the 98-99 Dallas Stars. Did you? Yeah. No goal. So well, they say. Last words for the summer. Actually, it was no, no goal. No goal. Was it that year? Yeah. It was that year. And I was hauling the crease, foot in the crease. Oh, we know a guy pretty well that knows that one. Well, but at the same time, he's biased, right? So Look, I clicked on it. Accept if it's on a bumper sticker, it's got to be true. That's the one thing I've learned about the world, right? So right. <laughs> if people in Buffalo say it's no goal, like who are we? Who are we? So this what allows you to I'm on the old get <laughs> zoomed in on it. So again, if you want to do oh, there's, uh, the, there's the O one Avs NHL.com slash Stanley Cup A R. So it does. It's uh, it's you know it's as though the cup is right in front of me. Pretty cool. All the names are all like not straight. Mm. Like they were chiseled on there, like real. That's awesome. I'll take a photo of Pinder and the cup. Oh, that just hang on, hang on, hang on. I lift my arms. What do I do here? All I see is Dean pointing the phone at me. That's the Where wrong are, end of it. Where are you? Come on now. Move iPhone. Shimo. Come on. Yeah. Shimo. Continue to move iPhone. All right. Yeah. I'm moving it. Let's go. This is good radio. Yeah, it is. Although, not like I know the difference. Move iPhone to start. <laughs> oh, Restart there. it. There we go. Oh. oh. Okay, I got to back up. Oh, get that out of there. Okay, I'll get that yeah, out of there. Good. Yeah, there goes his mic. Even better radio now. <laughs> Can I take a picture of you taking the picture? This is good stuff right here. Your gut's kind of hanging out. <laughs> I hate these snaps back. So I'm going to put that on uh, the Soch. Uh, all right. Good. Look at that. Look at you. Oh, mama.
So and then you can zoom in and you can look at the, the actual. It's all you know. It's all there. You can zoom in on this on all the winners. You can see this, the names. You can see where oh. that Chicago trainer got his name mixed out and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, right. Neat. Okay. I'm spoiled. I used to work at the hall, man. They got three cups. You know that. So tell us about this. How did this come to be? Oh my god. Me working at the hall? Yeah. Okay, so I graduated from university in 04, I want to say, the spring, and that I really wanted to get into sports broadcasting. I didn't really know how, except that I managed to get enough experience where I could get a job, so I applied to an internship at The Score, which is uh, obviously headquartered in Toronto before it became Sportsnet 360 more recently, and they said, okay, it's an unpaid internship, like, do get another job. If you're coming in and say you're hungry and you have no money, that's your fault. We're telling you explicitly over and over again, you're not getting paid. Those jobs are terrible. That sounds so awful. So I, I called my aunt and uh, I was able to sleep in her basement for the summer and then uh, went into the Hockey Hall of Fame where I'd visited as a tourist a few times as a youngster and thought this would be a cool place to hang around. And that was my my summer of sports following university. I was did uh, 20 hours a week at the Hall of Fame and 20 hours a week at the score or something like that. So was it... Was it cool? Like, were you like, wow? It was cool. Yeah. And you know what? There's just a lot. It becomes normal because it's your job in a sense. And that's the only thing that's weird. Like, just to have the cup in the same rooms, you like literally almost every single day, people would like break down and cry in front of that thing. Mm -hmm. Like you get a Boston Bruins fan prior to 2013, right? Like when they hadn't won it since. Or 11. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. So, because this would have been 2004. Yep. So, to see a Bruins fan come in and see that last team that was on there, or, you know, from Calgary to go see the 89 team, or an Islanders fan where they're, you know, they were in the dumps for a long time there. They were going to keep their team. Like, or a Leaf fan today. Sure. Any fan base. There's, that's an amazingly powerful piece of metal. Yeah. It is. And, it's the greatest trophy in sport for a lot of reasons. It doesn't look like anything else. Everyone that's won it's got their name on it. And you oh, can drink out of it. it first. You can carry it. The players get it first. Everyone gets their day with it. There is so much about the cup that makes it the best trophy in sport. It's not even close. Like, you look at other leagues present trophies, and it's just ridiculous. Nothing's even second place. There's a Grand Canyon between the Stanley Cup and the next coolest trophy in sport. I think every other sport, the players can't wait to get their ring. In this sport, they can't wait to get the cup. Their day with the cup. Right? Yep. This is about And then the there's the stories, okay, he got left at a gentleman's club in New York, or it went into a pool here, and there's a guy that travels with it. Like, there's, the cup could be the greatest storyteller of all time. So there's the original bowl, Lord Stanley of Preston gave it as a challenge cup, um, and that bowl is rather old and brittle, and that's under glass at the hall. There's one that sits in the hall year-round, and then there's a presentation cup that travels around. So there's three cups, and they're all different, obviously, but very similar. There's a lot of typos on one. Like, it's just, there's nothing else like it. It's incredible. And you go to the hall, and as I think everybody knows, as each ring fills up, as teams win it and over the course they of They retire time, the ring. and They pop the top off, yep. take a top ring, and you can still go. Those have been st straightened out, flattened mm -hmm. out, and put up in, in the Hall of Fame. So it's not on the trophy anymore. But again, most of those people eh, passed on. And it's still it's still there. It's a part of history and will be forever. And there's people's names that have been X'd out, and there's owners that tried to get sneaky and put uh, people's names on there that weren't part of the team. And then there's 
you know, spelling mistakes. There's mm-hmm. there's all kinds of lore surrounding it. It's it's like this ever changing canvas on top of the coolest trophy in sport. It's amazing. Baseball is the worst, right? Yes. Those little twiggy flags. How do they not snap? It's I'm just I'm every time they hold it, I'm afraid. I've said this for years. It's the most dangerous trophy in sport. Oh yeah, you could gore yourself. You can fall on that thing, go up through the bottom of your neck. That's trouble. You're not throwing that thing around. Waiting to happen. Yes. Uh, The NBA one's okay. The NFL one's okay. okay. The World Cup of Hockey was awful. Remember, it was like a trumpet inside this uh, like ice cooling glass thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That was brutal. Larry O'Brien trophy travels in like a Louis Vuitton case. Yeah, I, th- I saw that this year. I feel like that's paid for. Oh, yeah. It wasn't hard to see the LV on that thing. Mm-hmm. People texting in, Dumas would say that the World Cup is better. Yeah, do you, is the World Cup that little... That trophy's pretty awesome. That that's little, an awesome trophy, that but it's knick-knack. not as cool. That's the knick-knack. second version. The Joel's Ramey trophy was the first one. It got retired. What year? Oh, 70, I think. Okay. See this guy? It's unbelievable. I love it. Amazing. Dean, amazing. Oh, forbid we like sports at the sports station, Dean. Come on. That's good stuff. It's the second World Cup. Jill something or others. The 70 retired second edition of the, yeah. Hey, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I got more where that came from. I can do this all day. I deserved it. I can do it all day. Um, But you're right. We we you know the All Star Game don't like it. Oh, the NHL awards, bah NHL. They do the cup right. Even you know Bettman's got to do his thing, but that's the commissioner. Yeah, hand it over, but give it to the player, give it to the captain. Then you, it means suddenly skate around with it. Even fans you win it on the road. Those fans are going to hang out because it's special to see the cup, even if you've lost it. I don't think you. Oh, World Series, we lost. Well, let's hang around to see that trophy be handed out. Who gives a bleep? Nobody. Get out of here. Beat the traffic. It's a good for you, Batman. I, he, the good thing about it is this this long precedes Batman, all this tradition. Yeah. All he's added is some weird symphony music <laughs> when they hand it out. You know what I do like is that Batman doesn't come and do the conference ones. He no. makes He makes his crony do it. Hey, fat boy, you're doing so, the East hey, West. Baldy. <laughs> Get on a plane. It could be a sweep against the Oilers tonight. You better get moving. Get, get up there. Yeah. Yeah. Can I take the jet? No, you're no, flying no. commercial. First class. Get your ass to JFK. Get a Batman. Yeah. The Grey Cup is nice. It's a dump, though. Like that thing is. It's old, real. Well, and it's, if you've seen it, it up is close, banged yeah. up. It's rough. Like they shine it up nice and it looks good on TV. If you've seen it in person, holy Toledo. They had it in here the last time the Stamps won it. Mm-hmm. And I on it, I was actually impressed because it's changed a little bit over the years as yeah. I get older. Even now. the photo on Wikipedia's got like all dented at the bottom. Because remember it used to be like it used to be kind of tiny, and then they put it on top of the bigger base. I don't mind, it's not bad. It's a good trophy. It absolutely yeah. is. I feel like in this country we figured out trophies. Am I crazy? As they say, you can't drink out of it. Yeah. What the hell is it good for? Memorial Cup you can drink yeah, out see, of Yeah, see, so there's the little tiny guy on the right. That's how it started. Oh, yeah. And then that one on the base. And then they, uh, they put it on the base. That's a good one. I like it. I mean, it's just in rough shape. I, it, it's, a, it's a lovely trophy. And I, it's like... It, it's, uh, had, it's, it's, it's been to a few parties. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the CFL. It shouldn't be too shiny. Come on now. Got to have some... 
nicks in it. Yes. Yeah, and that was the grazing of a gun bullet. And, wow, jeez. <laughs> this this thing was won by an American team. Well, I remember Gronk put a dent into the uh, Lombardi yeah. trophy that year. What was he batting practice? What was he hitting with he it? He was hitting it with a baseball. I'm pretty sure. He was batting practice with it. At least he didn't spike it. And then Brady got liquored yeah. up and tossed boat it. Boat to boat? What are you doing? I keep thinking, well, what would happen if, if there was a bobble and somehow that goes in? Like, how quick can you get divers in there to get that thing out if you're the NFL? Or if you're just some memorabilia honk that's got too much money in a boat in Miami? Like, who's getting that thing first? Where are we on plate? Like, it's trophy? underwater. How do you? Dumas, are you looking to get another shovel to the head? text line. Wimbledon trophy school. Winner Wimbled- can, winner can eat plate. victory supper on it. They're being facetious. <laughs> Holding up a plate. <laughs> and some of those golf trophies, tournament trophies. Oh, yeah. There's some bad ones. Green jacket's cool, though. You get the jacket. That's nice. There's like a mustard yellow jacket, the tournament after that. It's like, oh, boy. Another one happy one? Or a plaid one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the Memorial Cup fall apart on the ice? Well, I remember. Yes, was it not? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. It was Chris Bruton. Bruton it was, yeah, it was I know his brother. And it was this the Chiefs. Lost the handle in the top of it. Wonk. There's been some trophy fails like that before. That one's a bit cumbersome, eh? Yeah. The old memorial. It's it's a little, little flimsy. At least the cup, it's it's long and it's like perfect. And then there's the base getting in the way. Like with that thing yeah, I don't there. Know if you want to yeah. hold it out those handles. No, the, the base yeah. in the way. Those it's handles so shouldn't be there. The handles should be on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. The moving company would disapprove of that setup. Yeah. Now we're just looking at trophies. There was a video that came up the other day. The mm. cup, I've, well, people will be able to text in. I didn't pay that close attention. But LeBron. LeBron. Seeing the cup. LeBron saw it, right? And he's like, oh, it, it sucks you in. I guess. Oh, it, yeah. I don't, I don't know if, if all trophies would. Maybe they would. But when the Stanley Cup enters the room, it's like there's, there's somebody in the room. There's an aura. There's something special about it. I'll tell you what, if, if LeBron stops in his tracks, then you know that's really something because he's seen a lot, done a lot. Brown, Brown. Yeah. Greg Wyshynski will join us in the uh, the next segment to kick off our wish. number three. Wish. He is, uh, looked like everybody, you know, I'll tell you what, looked like everybody was having a hell of a time yesterday. They had the uh, media day, all the reporters show up, talking to the players, talking to the coaches. There's mm. activities going on, lots of... Uh, you know, milling about. Yeah, lots of milling and I guess hobnobbing. Yeah, okay. Some hobnobbing for sure. But uh, Wyshynski would have been right in the middle of it. And I know that he was in Tampa and I saw on his uh, Twitter feed had video and, and shots of the party that's going on in Tampa Bay. I guess by the time it's your third, your third run, you're, you're loving the party. You know what you're up to. You've got the, you got it all figured out. It might come fast and furious, and we're, I don't even know what happened for a week there with the first time you won it. But you got a strategy round two. Yeah, I guess the the point I was going to make is that we we here in in Canada and Wyshynski, he likes to take run at Canadians and their oh. their God given right to own the sport and everything in it. But you just assume because it's Tampa, well, that's Florida. They don't know anything about hockey. What do they know? That's a pre- and it has been a pretty good fan base for a long time, and it was rocking inside and outside the rink and all that. So we can ask uh, Wyshynski about his dealings in Tampa, 
What's going on in Denver? Game one tonight. And will, in fact, Burrios get the start mm. in the Avalanche net? What about Bruce? Bruce Zimmerman? Zimdog. Not sure Con Smythe level Ooh, play yet. Need a lot. But you make, I mean, this is where it starts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where your, your reputation is forged for pitchers is in the Stanley Cup final. Greg Wyshynski when we come okay. back. Sportsnet 9.